Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hi, everyone. I'm CNN political reporter Dan Marica in for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. President-elect Joe Biden is set to select retired General Lloyd Austin as the first black man to lead the Department of Defense. But he will face some confirmation hurdles. We'll discuss that, plus, happy Safe Harbor Day! This key deadline all but shuts the door on Trump's latest last-ditch efforts to overturn Biden's election win. And finally, as vaccine rollouts in the United Kingdom dominate the headlines, President Trump and President-elect Biden have competing and very different coronavirus events today. In what would be a historic cabinet pick, President-elect Joe Biden plans to make retired Army General Lloyd Austin his Secretary of Defense. This would make Austin, if confirmed, the first black man to lead the Department of Defense and would put General Austin in control of the largest government agency in the United States, where he will oversee the inner workings of the Pentagon. There are some obstacles, however, and not just from Republicans. One such obstacle is a law that requires seven years of retirement from active duty service before taking on a civilian government role. General Austin, who has been retired for about four years, will need a congressional waiver to be confirmed for the civilian post. The rule highlights the importance of the Secretary of Defense coming from civilian life rather than someone who just served. Although getting a waiver from Congress to bypass this law is rare, it has been done before. Congress, for example, gave James Mattis a waiver to serve as President Trump's first defense secretary in 2017. But this raises questions of whether we still value the importance of civilian oversight at the Pentagon and how selecting a person who just served four years ago might impact this oversight, an issue that a lot of Democrats brought up in 2017. And even this time, several Democrats on the Senate Armed Services Committee, the committee that will consider the historic nomination, are uncertain about granting a waiver. Senator Richard Blumenthal said Tuesday he opposed granting a waiver. And others, like Senators Gary Peters, Joe Manchin, and Tim Kaine, say they are uncertain and will evaluate the matter once the nomination is made. Now, Biden made this historic pick despite many thinking his preferred candidate was former Obama official Michelle Flournoy. This pick shows Biden's commitment to a cabinet that reflects America's diversity, coming after weeks of activist groups and civil rights organizations put pressure on him to include people of color in his top picks. It also highlights a commitment to pick people he knows well, something we were told was a selling point for Austin. So what does this mean for Biden's last big cabinet pick, attorney general? He has been facing pressure to pick a diverse cabinet, but does picking Austin mean he can go with either former justice official Sally Yates or Alabama Senator Doug Jones, both of whom are white? And of course, we have to mention that the Georgia Senate election puts all of these cabinet picks in the balance. And that race is something we've been covering extensively. But we'll see if Republicans give Biden any leeway with his cabinet. Because if Georgia goes the Democrats' way, it may not even matter. Now, here's what else matters today. It looks like President Trump's bizarre efforts to delay the certification of Biden's election win might finally have come to an end. Today is Safe Harbor Day, and don't be embarrassed if you don't know what that means. But it does mean 
that today is the deadline for states to certify their election results and have them be accepted. Congress tallies the electoral votes in January. It must accept electoral results that were certified by today. Most states have already certified their results, including all the battleground states that the Trump legal team hoped might still be up for debate. Despite this, the president still can't let go of his electoral delusions. President Trump spoke on multiple occasions over the past week with the Speaker of the House in Pennsylvania to inquire about their election results and their electoral process. At the same time, President Trump spent the weekend in Georgia yelling about baseless election fraud claims and blaming Georgia Republicans. On Monday, Senate Judiciary Chair Lindsey Graham said there was a, quote, civil war brewing in Georgia. If you're not fighting for Trump now, when he needs you the most as a Republican leader in Georgia, people are not going to fight for you when you ask them to get reelected. There's a civil war brewing in Georgia. All of this, from Trump's anger to Graham's comments, highlight how this could have real impacts on those all-important Senate contests in Georgia, something Republicans are very worried about. And finally today, President-elect Biden held an event to introduce the doctors and scientists he says will defeat the pandemic. This was Biden's most in-depth preview on his plans for controlling the virus, the issue that dominated his campaign. At the same time, President Trump hosted his own event, where he claimed credit for the swift development of a COVID-19 vaccine and signed an executive order prioritizing their supply for Americans. A vaccine may soon be available. Many of them have become very cynical about its usefulness. It's daunting. But I promise you that we'll make progress starting on day one. Whichever the next administration is, will really benefit by what we've been able to do with this. The work that's been done is incredible, and it will be incredible for the next administration, and hopefully the next administration will be the Trump administration. The two competing events highlight the differences between Biden and Trump's approaches to the pandemic. While Trump spent his last months in office fighting the results of the election and fighting with scientists, Biden says he will put science at the center of his response to the pandemic. Meanwhile, the U.K. has become the first nation to start vaccinating its people with a fully vetted vaccine. This comes a day after The New York Times reported that the White House turned down Pfizer's offer to sell the U.S. government additional doses of the vaccine in late summer. But there is some good news today. The FDA could approve a vaccine in the United States within the next week. That's it for today's political briefing. Thank you so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.